welcome to another episode of Ordinary Old Catholic Me. So today, a short episode on a very long subject that is preoccupying me and uh, actually making me angry rather than thoughtful. Or maybe it's making me angry and thoughtful. A not-so-cheery subject, though I expect it depends upon your perspective. So do you think this is the apocalypse? And how do you feel about that? Now we know that we do not know the day or the hour, but we also know that we will see signs of the end of the world. You could argue that we have seen signs of the end of the world throughout human history. In fact, the apostles back in the days after Christ believed that the end was coming very soon. And so here we are, 2,000 plus years later, still making a muck of things and still there are signs of the end of the world. Just my little life and the life of my contemporaries from the 1950s till date. Well, in 1963, there was the death of Kennedy, the assassination. Then there was the Vietnam War and all the ugliness that surrounded that experience. Then there was the assassination of RFK and JFK and Martin Luther King and all of the subsequent events, uh, Iran, the gas shortage, Finally, we get to, well, not finally, but we get to 2001 and the World Trade Center, and it just seems that the world has always been ending. Oh, and I forgot to mention Watergate and Roe versus Wade, which began the killing of uh, babies since 1973. So what's different about now? Why am I worried, if you will, or thinking that this is about to be it, or sometime soon, but even more concerning to me in my own lifetime and in the lifetimes of my friends and family. I think it's because we don't even agree on the basics about what is true anymore. What are transcendent values? Or are there any transcendent values? I'm sure it doesn't take any brilliant commentator to note that when you don't agree on first principles, then first principles are determined by whoever's got the most power and the most money and who can enforce their principles on everyone else. It also seems easier now to stir up the anger of each of us, whether it be by the mainstream media or the newspapers or social media, maybe especially social media. And where at one time there was a great concern to balance rights, today it seems as if one set of rights always must supersede another set of rights. And of course, as to what is a right, itself is disputed. We hear about righting wrongs, and then we find that the group who wants to right a wrong really wants revenge. I don't want to get too political here, although it is inevitable that politics is part of it, because politics is part of the human interaction and part of whether or not we have ideals and part of whether or not one group enforces its will upon another. What I can say about the last few months, specifically, is that it seems that there have been inconsistent instructions from all sorts of powerful people aimed at the citizenry. And each of us have had to navigate those inconsistencies while not being able to question them. And as we know very well that sometimes those inconsistencies can lead to martyrdom as they do even now in some of the nations of the world when somebody questions the ones in authority. The martyrdoms in those countries literally mean blood. 
In this country, more and more, it's coming to mean being, what's the phrase? Canceled or marginalized or made a fool of or completely exiled emotionally. But what I have begun to feel is that it's about to mean more here than just emotional or spiritual or psychological exile, that it's about to mean persecution in its evil exquisiteness. I asked how you felt about all of this. I can only say that there are three things that I'm feeling, fear, anxiety, and anger. When I feel those things, I find it very hard to pray. So today, for example, I did go to my church to spend a few minutes in an effort to absorb our Lord, if you will. I realized as I was sitting there that I was angry at him. I was angry at God. I was angry at the Lord hanging on the cross because he just might end the world while I'm here. Little old selfish me. And that following him may become a lot more real than it has been up to here, which raises another issue, which is, would I be an apostate like Judas? Would I despair such that I'd say it doesn't matter and there's nothing that can be done? Because that's kind of what it feels like generally right now, that there is no power, that there is nothing to be done, and that one just ought to give up in one's despair about the world at large. I said to someone the other day who I don't think was particularly satisfied by the statement that I had heard that the world is a spiritual battlefield. I probably heard that before. And in a peculiar way, that made me feel better, although I don't think it made my friend feel any better. But if it is a spiritual battlefield, then you do have a mission. And it's one that's concrete. And I like things that are concrete. I worry more or I become anxious more when things are ambiguous. Well, one thing about the end of the world or about the end times is that it ain't ambiguous and you gotta choose sides like you would in any cause or, or war. I'm not gonna break out in another song, something Don Quixote-like. What was it uh, that was said in that song, to fight for the right without question or pause? Don't remember for sure, but that's sort of what one must come to in order to perhaps get rid of the fear and the anxiety and the anger. So says John in chapter two, uh, paragraph 9, verse 9 in Revelation. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulations. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who conquers shall not be hurt by the second death. Easier said than done. How do you be not afraid when your tendency is to be afraid? We are, after all, human beings. So, after all this discussion, I don't seem to have an actual answer. Except, I suppose, the best thing to do is what I already did today, which is to go to a church and sit in a pew and just be with God and ask him that whatever else you do, that you will endure with his grace.